Thank you for joining us today. In the studio, we have two dynamic guests, Eddie Murray and Bradley Sanders. Eddie is the president and Bradley is the vice president of professional development for Pensacola Young Professionals. Eddie also is a marketing executive for Pensacola News Journal. Bradley is public relations and events manager for Gulf Coast Kids House. We are going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about steps to being great leaders and really what the global business world looks like through the lens of young professionals. We are so happy to have both Eddie and Bradley in the studio. It is so great to be here today. We have two local young professionals because they are part of, I can say that, Pensacola Young Professionals and leaders in their own right, future leaders. And I'm most interested in perceptions of leadership education as well as the real thing, like you get a degree, then what is it really like? And what is that transition? And then we'll talk about maybe if we have time is how best or what advice you would give maybe to yourself when you graduated, if you coulda, shoulda, woulda, that type of thing. And I think it's appropriate to say in the studio with us, we have three graduates of UWF. And that is exciting because it spans many years. And it's really a testament to giving back to local community, giving back to our university. So I want to thank you all for being here. It's great to have you here. So if we could, Eddie, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to put you on the spot as far as leadership goes. Can I ask you what your perception of what a leader looked like when you were getting out of college and how do you think that changed over the last 10 or so years that you've been out of college? If you could kind of just talk about a little bit about what your perception of that is, and then where are you at today with that perception and how did it change? Sure, absolutely. So I graduated from UVF in 2010. So I have about now probably about 11 years, just you know, not with UWF kind of trying to figure things out and, and my roles and what I do with leadership. I would say the biggest thing when, when learning in school was really more so that you see this leader as somebody that maybe might have like a dominating personality or, or somebody that's got to, I, I guess, take the, the initiative or let me say this. The biggest thing I learned is you can't do it yourself. Mm. So even some of the greatest leaders, you know, that I had the opportunity to talk to now in Pensacola, you know, I have conversations with being PYP president with, with Clint Studer a lot. And he speaks so much about leadership, but it, Every time I speak with him, he's always bringing up people that I need to talk to that, that he feels are the experts. Like he likes to be the facilitator of where each expert is in all of these different lanes. So I come to find myself thinking when I got out of school, it's like, I gotta be in everybody's, I gotta be everywhere. If, if there's an initiative, like even if I'm not the best person for the job, I need to take the initiative because I gotta build the experience. I need my resume to be robust and that's how I get a job. But what I've come to find is you just gotta sort of slow it down mm. and really find what your passion points are and what you wanna be a leader with, but then also you know, utilize that group around you. I'm president of PYP, but I'm nothing without my board. I'm nothing without Bradley doing the things that he does on our professional development team or Claire Kircher doing with our 
quality of life team or, or, or basil with our, our EDGA team. So I think it was Steve Jobs who kind of said, you know, surrounding yourself with smarter people. Mm-hmm. And really what I've kind of learned in the last 10 years is building connections to be in the room with those individuals. I know that when they're together, they can make a difference. And it doesn't have to be me having all the answers. I don't want to be the person that's always right. I want to bring those people together. I know that they can do well and listen to what they say. So it, it's definitely not selfish. It's a little bit selfless. And you bring out, and I'll tease it out, of most of our conversations throughout, and it's funny, it's communication. It's basic, right? And we think of it in a way that is really complex. But you said something, and I'll bring that out in this, is listening. And it's listening to those around us. I think, for me, I was in the hotel biz. So the busier I was putting out fires, the more that I thought I was a leader and the less that could be farthest thing from the truth because I was busy putting out fires because I didn't delegate to the right people, right? So I thought, but I'm with you. So if that's a lesson learned, man, we hit it in the first five minutes, which is surround yourself with really good people and listen, then implement. Cool, that's good. So Bradley, I'm wondering about you, your perception and where, and it's funny because, you know, full disclosure, I do know you, where did you think you were going to be going once you get out of school and kind of what does that leadership look like now? Have you taken the steps? Help us understand a little bit about your perception and then where you're at now. So when I was getting to the graduation phase with my undergrad with TWF, I was expecting three years from now today to be possibly not in Pensacola. We even had that conversation yeah. years ago. Yeah. But things happen for a reason and mm-hmm. doors opened with my internship at Gulf Coast Kids House where I'm employed. And I had the opportunity to grow there. I had the opportunity with two very successful women who I wanted to learn more from. And I wasn't ready to leave Pensacola yet and leave their leadership. I wanted to learn more and my career has grown and prospered with them. So and many doors have opened here in Pensacola. I, be, I never thought I would want to become a writer and yeah. a freelance writing opportunity was given to me and I am now a writer and I enjoy that. That's my creative outlet. But it was just, I wanted to learn more from those two people, Stacey Kostovicki and Megan Chapman. So I'll tease this one out, which is learning yes. and lifelong learning. And this is where I think also the association where formal education, but it's listening and actually learning, reflecting on it, and then maybe doing things in a different way. I may be taking this in a different direction, but so when you talk about surrounding yourself with the right people, I have to say, when you say that, many of our graduates go, how do I even do that? But then it's, why do I need to do that? And a lot of people think, oh, it's just a hassle. Like, think back to your school days and think back to when maybe a professor told you, oh, you should go out and do something and get involved because it's going to help you network. Did you have any idea what that meant? Honestly, no. Right. And it all was because of one class was that I got this internship, and that was a PR and advertising class with... Chris Finner and Sabrina McLaughlin, where we had a partner with a nonprofit and they said, you have to go out there and find your own nonprofit mm. in our community to partner with and create a relationship with and do this project with. 
And that's how I met my boss today was mm. because I went next door to the bar I was working at, right. knocked on the door and okay. said, I need a nonprofit to work with. Can I work with you? And right. that the rest is history. Yeah. And so taking those steps, Eddie, do you want to jump in and say something? I'm, I'm looking at you going, you know what? Pensacola Young Professionals is a great place, but honestly, it's like, what is that going to do to me and how do I reach out? And that's what I'm thinking when I look at you and kind of asking this is because to me, I've networked most of my life being professional from 20 on and I love doing it. Our dean loves doing it as well. But there may not be value. So how does that go into leading? And what is the value of being part of a bigger group? I mean, I would say for us, I mean, one of the big things is, and, and, and going back to, you know, some students, when you asked the question of Bradley about the you know, networking, what does that mean? I mean, I didn't really know, right? So so I, I, I went to the communications department. Eileen Perry was like, oh, you need to get tapped into the Pensacola Young Professionals. I listened to her advice. I went to an event. I didn't really feel like I was included. And so I, I sort of moved on for, for a long time. So so I think from there, I, I think I try to take my experience originally with PYP, see how I can do things better for individuals. Everybody's different. Everybody leads in their own different ways or, or some people, it's just their personality traits. So I, I think for us, PYP is a it's not essentially funnel sort of impact what we're trying to do, our mission. There's so many different things that we want to do. We take initiatives on wanting to have the Children's Trust. There's a referendum that came up last year and having that come to the county. So you have that little bit of a political side, but then you also have people that just want to connect with young people in the area and get to know one another. Going to Bradley's point about staying in the area, I think I've tried my best this year was kind of hard with COVID. We are drastically trying to find a way how we can better align ourselves with UWF and Pensacola State College to better prepare mm. young professionals that are in college right now to come out mm -hmm. and be able to to plug into something. And if we leave them somewhere else, I think that's our job as well. Mm -hmm. I think somebody comes in and their passion point is something about community or the economy or whatever. Our job is to open doors. We mm -hmm. want to keep them, but there's an expiration date on our membership. You have until you're 40 and you're aged out. So the idea is to be instilled in people, you know, the knowledge of what's going on in Pensacola and they can go that different direction and be to the community and, and, and give to the community. So um, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, you're dealing with a lot of different people. I think we have 125 members right now and each one of them is, is different, right? And there are different stages in their, their career. Um, so just trying to figure that out and make sure that we're putting the best programming forward. I hope that answered your question, but maybe I went off on a tangent. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. You know what was coming to my mind? And I'm going to share this on this podcast and, you know, Rick can jump in as well, is when I came here, I came here and again, I have industry background and I came here in 2015 and there was a opening reception for the school year for faculty members. It's every year they do it. It's great. You get together and you see people that you haven't seen or over the summer or whatever. And so you go in and it was in the Museum of Commerce. So it's big, right? We all know kind of what, what I'm talking about. You know, I have to say in 2015 was my first year. I didn't know anybody. I walked in alone. And so even as a business professional for years and years and years of networking and being on stage, if you will, especially at corporate 
I have to say, so I walked in and you know what I said to myself? I said, next year, I'll know more people. It will be better because this year I know absolutely nobody, but I'm going to walk in and see what's going on, meet somebody. And I did. And then I left. I got the heck out of there because (laughs) it takes so much energy, but somebody like our Dean can go in and just, you know, talk. But my point with that is these skills that you're getting early on and it may even be on the other side where you're you're mentoring a younger person to come in to feel more comfortable there is value in that so that's right so how can we do that in a different way and reach out to different people that is more of to me the importance of what you guys do as far as getting the right people in, it may not be the right association for certain people. And that's okay. So Rick, I'd like to hear your thoughts in what you've heard, because he's been listening. Well, I uh, want to go back to something Eddie said at the very beginning. And uh, he was talking about surrounding yourself with smart, maybe it was Eddie. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago in this conversation. <laughs> And y'all both have made so many good points. But when I was closer to your age, I was started doing accounting. I had a degree in accounting and I was thinking about law school and some guys came to me and wanted me to go and into the insurance business with them. And I said, well, I wanted to go to law school. But the long point of that is they were talking about interviewing for jobs and who you were looking to work for. And they said, take a look, a close look. And I didn't know anything about leadership other than I was just trying to lead myself with the next paycheck right out of college. And they said, take a look at the person that's hiring you and the people they're surrounded with. And I'll never forget that one of them said, remember, first-rate people, and that would be first-rate leaders or employers, hire first-rate people. Second-rate people or leaders hire third-rate people. They don't want the people that are their peers. They have to fear that they're not strong enough as leaders or smart enough. They have to surround themselves. So I think as young young leaders, you, you've already picked up on that, is that surround yourself. If you want to be first rate, you hire first rate people. And I always respected football coaches a lot. I'm a big into football. And I respected the ones that hired assistants that were probably smarter than they were in their going to be leaving them to do better instead of trying to get people that would always be yes people. So we've had these round table and leader to leader discussions. We had some football coaches and I think uh, Allie would agree with me. They, the ones that are successful surround themselves with smart people. That that was just in my mind. I I didn't really relate to so many other things you were saying because I, I couldn't stop thinking about how important the first lesson is to surround yourself with good people. So, Eddie, you, you jumped on that out of the gate. I appreciate it. Like look at Nick Saban. I mean, he knows his, his staff is going to leave every year, but he, he brings them in because I mean, he, he gets it. So I wonder, though, from your view of, you know, we have great leaders in our local area. My question is, I kind of, I'm going to stumble around this a little bit and say, as we're looking at climbing up the career ladder, how do we make sure that, as we say, we're not stepping on the fingers of those before us because you're going to step on those fingers going down as well. 
As a young person, I was very assertive in moving up the ladder. I think Eddie said it best where, you know, he said, you know, slow down and kind of take a breath around it. When you talk about, I'm going to say between 20 and 40, because you said 40 is the expiration date. Um, And I was 20 when I graduated college. And so I'll say between 20 and 40 that we have a lot of, you know, people figuring out different careers, looking, going different ways. What do you think about formal mentorship as you go through those stages? I guess that's what I want to know. No, that's amazing. Because I I was honestly like trying to figure out a a way to like, you know, put this into the conversation. I was going to try to do whatever was going to happen organically. Don't worry. I appreciate that. No, I... How important, right? Like, just because you graduate college, your education doesn't end. I mean, if you want to give advice, if I could tell my 21-year-old self something right now, I would say, hey, get connected, find somebody whose passions are aligned with yours that is doing it in the industry and learn everything you can from them if they give you the attention. My biggest mentor right now is Lisa Savage. So she is the editor and publisher in the Pensacola News Journal. So she oversees the, the whole panhandle for, for a multitude of papers. And she's so dialed in on boards of, of organizations that, that I want to care about. And we're doing CivicCon right now. And she's helping spearhead that with Clint. And I, I get, it's such an honor for me to like sit down with her. And it's just, I have seen some young people crash and burn where they think, I got my degree. I'm good. I'm going to figure this out. But what you got to do is you've still got to keep learning. And whether, you know, read a book, that's great, but get the practical. If you have somebody that believes it, but you have to sell them too. I just didn't go into Lisa's office and be like, hey, I want to get connected. Like, what, what do you think? And so you got to prove it to them and then they'll, they'll give you everything. So I wouldn't be where I am without Lisa and I appreciate her so much. So I'm so glad you said that out because it's like, I wanted to get that out. But yeah, no, education never ends. If, if it ends for you, then you're doing it wrong. It's just different type of education. And so I'm going to bring something because I would say that all of a sudden, that very instant, I heard passion in your voice. I heard excitement. And let me tell you, that's equal to what Rick is all about. And also, there's something that you said, and I have found, and and there's a theory of flow. I can go into Chiksamaya theory of flow, which is great. But it's truly when you're in that flow, you care and things work for you. And that's what our Dean does. And his caring shows through in many different ways. So, Rick, come off of Mike. And- Eddie, what, what a great point. I, I was thinking about on the, stepping on the fingers of those before us. And then you really just blew it out of the park when you said, uh, knocked it out of the park, that uh, mentoring. And I think the best leaders I've known that have mentored me throughout my life, I've had three or four career changes, and they were always so willing. And I think that's a sign of a leader is that they don't even realize how important it is to mentor and to bring them. They just do it naturally. That's just part of being a leader is if you have an opportunity to work with other people. So great point you made. Uh, Richard, should they always have a story about their mentor? It's it's just a cascading. It's it, they practice what they preach. So yeah, it's probably a, a little trite, but that movie, Pay It Forward, I think mm. a lot of us are motivated by that. And I, I just it's so interesting to hear the young people's perspective on this. And I want to make a comment of, about hiring when I had a law firm, and 
I would interview a lot of young lawyers and I knew I made a mistake. If I hired one, they thought they had graduated from law school and that they, they were finished. Now they had an executive position that long lunch hours, come in at nine, go home at five. The learning was passed. It's a little different, but in a way analogous to what you're saying. Graduating just gives you the opportunity to really start to learn and grow in your profession. So you're wise beyond your years with that. And for young people that might hear this, there are two questions I think are fatal when you're looking for a job is first question is how much am I going to make and how much vacation do I get? <laughs> and so to kind of be, when we'd be interviewing in our firm is we figured that they weren't interested in the kind of work we did and the opportunity to grow in the legal profession. We weren't looking for them. You've already, you picked up on that. And I want to repeat that. When you graduate, it's the opportunity to really begin to learn about life. We hope we prepare you to have the tools that will, I think, facilitate that learning. So I'm sorry I spoke so long. I'm interested in continuing to hear y'all's thoughts.